Welcome to Unshakable, brought to you by St. James Methodist in Tekoa. Receive God's love, trust upon the Lord, grow unshakable for His glory. Out at Traveler's Inn, they have a big chiseled, dense, upright stone in the front yard. If one were walking along and they looked at it wrong or not at all, that stone could skin up their shin or make them trip. If they ran into it while they were running or moving in a hurry, that stone would easily break a leg or a toe, knock them over, leave them laying flat on the ground, immobilized perhaps. Have you noticed that when we are moving towards something good, something God has called us to, that is often when big boulders come up out of nowhere and drop right in front of us? This naturally can be very discouraging. We can misread it to mean all sorts of incorrect things if we are looking at it wrong, not at all, or if we're trying to move past it in a big hurry. Should we give up? Has God abandoned us? Is God upset with us? Are we a failure? Did we misunderstand what God wanted us to do? God has given us this time right now in the presence of the Holy Spirit guiding and speaking truth to us to look at that boulder in your path and see it for what it really is. Think of a boulder that has popped up in front of you or might be blocking your way forward even right now, tripping you up, knocking you down. That stone in the yard out at Traveler's Rest, probably dates back to when the Stagecoach Inn was built in 1815. Those building, the place, allowed it to be there because it is not just a random block of rock. It's a stepping stone. It is intentionally carved to allow people to step up to stagecoaches and out of stagecoaches safely. In similar fashion, the boulders in your path are there because God has allowed them. He has already crafted them into a stepping stone to move you forward for his glory and purpose, to know Christ and show Christ more deeply. What once looked like opposition, when we're led by the Holy Spirit, we see it as opportunity to step up for the kingdom of God. Listen with ears to hear, and of course we're going to look to God's word for wisdom on this and see how God worked in this way for a disciple in Acts 6 and 7. And we're going to discover why does opposition arise when we're doing God's will? How is this opposition really a great opportunity? The book of Acts in the New Testament, chapter 6, verses 1 through 15, hear the word of the Lord and know that this is for us and it is for right now. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in a daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you whom are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn their, this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to the prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Porochus, Nicanor, Timian, Permaeus, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jews 
of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the providence of Sicilia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen. But they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We have heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. So they stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witnesses who testified, This fellow never stopped speaking against this holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs of Moses handed down to us. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Then we move to Acts chapter 7, verses 51 to 60. This is Stephen addressing the crowd. You stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. You who are you who have received the law that was given through angels, but have not obeyed it. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears and yelled at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul, While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we have this question, why do good and God-fearing people like Stephen have opposition, especially when they're doing the will of the Lord? When someone has a group of people that are upset with them, especially as upset as these leaders were with Stephen, we tend to automatically assume the person must have done something terrible to merit such a response. The scripture shows us clearly that Stephen did not attack them. He did not do something terrible to them. Rather, he was acting in their best interest and for the kingdom of God, doing the will of the Lord. However, opposition arose against Stephen. Why? What was happening that Stephen kicked up such a disturbance for the kingdom of God. In verse 5, we see Stephen was full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. In verse 7, large numbers of people were coming to the faith, including Jewish priests, by God's power. In verse 8, he performed great wonders and signs among the people. In verse 9, opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen. At the end of that verse, who began to argue with Stephen. This was just the beginning of the opposition that arose. Keep in mind that God's enemy, the one Stephen was really battling, was Satan, not the people involved. And it is so with us. Ephesians 6 verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. When the leaders arose opposing Stephen, Stephen was not intimidated by their threats and their power. He kicked up even more of a disturbance for the kingdom by facing the opposition according to the example of and by the power of Jesus Christ. And God equips us to do the same thing today. Are we on the journey to be full of faith and the Holy Spirit? 
Are we kicking up disturbances for the kingdom of God with our faith and our witness? Are we leading people to know Christ? If we are disciples of Jesus Christ, the word of God will spread and the number of disciples will increase and the people will become obedient to the faith. This is why we remain on earth after we accept the forgiveness of Jesus Christ for ourselves. This is why we woke up this morning, yes. And we should note and be prepared because this is kicking up disturbances for the kingdom of God. When people around us get closer to Jesus Christ and are becoming obedient to the faith, especially people who were once against Christianity or embraced a form of Christianity without the power of the Holy Spirit, you can bet opposition will arise just as it did for Stephen, just as what happened to Stephen. It will come from those who feel their power is threatened. This will happen even as we go forth loving people better and calling and equipping others to care and love for people better. The message and the ways of Jesus Christ are perceived as a threat to those who are using their power to keep others poor, captive, blind, and oppressed. It is offensive to the established order if that established order capitalizes on keeping people poor in their spirit, their attitude, keeping them captive, blind, or oppressed. But because of Jesus Christ, people find lasting and true hope, security, identity, and their life purpose. This makes them less susceptible to fear and base emotions that those in power use to manipulate and oppress. Is this is true with some family members, those pushing illegal and dangerous substances, some political agendas, people in charge of unhealthy work environments, people who have been controlling things in some of our local churches even. People typically want to avoid disturbances, but Jesus did not model that. Not when it comes to kicking up disturbances that lead people to God's ways of abundant life. When Jesus was sending the disciples out to go before him, he gave them the proper worldview with which to view opposition that comes up when we are just being disciples of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 10, 34-41, he gave this advice. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. Sharing the liberty Christ offers kicks up disturbances for the kingdom of God. What does it say about you as a disciple of Jesus Christ if that happens? Good news. It means you're doing just that. You are becoming like Christ. You are imitating Christ just as Stephen was. In Luke 4, 16 to 30, Jesus kicked up disturbances for the kingdom by reading the word of God, the prophecy of a healing Messiah given in Isaiah 61, 1 through 6. And then he told his hometown crowd that he was the Messiah. 
when opposition arises, as we are helping people find their liberty in Christ, we can take it as a sign that we are in the center of God's will. The opposition almost always will include some form of public arguing, as it did with Stephen. In verse 9, the opposition arose and the people began to argue with Stephen. And they formed all kinds of things to say against him. They wanted to discredit him in the public eye. But in John 15, 20, we see why we should not be surprised by any mistreatment that we receive. Jesus said, remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. May we remember God has allowed this opposition as an opportunity to declare the power of Christ and invite others to receive his forgiveness, not defend and protect ourselves. May we respond like Christ. Notice like Christ, not like Stephen. Stephen was just imitating Christ as he forgave those who persecuted him and continued to invite them to receive the forgiveness in the life Christ offered. Much good comes when we take the opportunity of opposition to kick up disturbances for the kingdom and respond like Christ in invitational warmth and forgiveness and love. Stephen had no idea that the young man holding the coats as his opposition stoned him to death would one day come to Christ and be renamed Paul, an apostle of Christ who led thousands upon thousands to Christ, established churches among the Gentile nations, and was inspired by God to write many of the New Testament books of the Bible. Remember, there may be a Saul soon to be converted among the group that opposes your witness for Jesus Christ. So go kick up disturbances for the kingdom of God by declaring and demonstrating the power of Jesus Christ. And when opposition arises by the power of the Holy Spirit, declare and display the power and the grace of Jesus Christ all the more. Realize that that opposition is a stepping stone and God has crafted it into something that lifts you up for the kingdom of God. Use that as an opportunity to invite those who oppose you to see Christ and receive Christ. Like Stephen in verse 55, you full of the Holy Spirit will look up and see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. May it be so. Amen. Discover genuine love and unshakable faith at St. James Methodist. Worship on Sundays at 11. Art therapy Mondays at 3. Learn to forgive Wednesdays at 1030. Learn to study the Bible Wednesdays at noon. Celebrate recovery Fridays at 6. 900 Mize Road in Tacoa.